Hi, I'm Tammy Sorensen of Sound Expressions. Welcome to episode number nine of Digging Deeper in December. Be sure to check out episodes number one, two, and three for the introduction and the specifics of this podcast series. Today, I begin with a number of powerful truths from Luke chapter 9 in the Passion Translation, pertinent to now. I conclude today's podcast psalming in 417 hertz tuning. Be sure to listen to episode number 1 for an explanation of psalming. In Luke chapter 9, verses 1, 2, and 6, Jesus summoned together his twelve apostles and imparted to them authority over every demon and the power to heal every disease. Then he commissioned them to proclaim God's kingdom and to heal the sick to demonstrate that the kingdom had arrived. The apostles departed and went into the villages with the wonderful news of God's kingdom, and they healed diseases wherever they went. The commission Jesus gave to his disciples when he walked the earth is the same commission we have been given, to proclaim God's kingdom and to heal the sick to demonstrate that his kingdom is here on earth, in us, as it is in heaven. I believe a key word in the commission in this verse is in the definition of the word apostles. Number one, his appointed and sent representatives. Number two, a vigorous and pioneering advocate or supporter. Number three, a title borne by persons sent on foreign missions. In Philippians chapter 3, verses 20 and 21, it says, But we are a colony of heaven on earth as we cling tightly to our life giver, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our humble bodies and transfigure us into the identical likeness of his glorified body. And using his matchless power, he continually subdues everything to himself. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, it says, But you are a chosen treasure priests who are kings, a spiritual nation set apart as God's devoted ones. He called you out of darkness to experience his marvelous light, and now he claims you as his very own. He did this so that you would broadcast his glorious wonders throughout the world. We are his appointed and sent representatives. We are the ones to be vigorous and pioneering advocates and supporters of him and his kingdom. We have been given a title of being sent on foreign missions. The disciples left everything and were passionately all in 24-7 in pursuit of Jesus and his kingdom. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and eternally. He gave the authority to his most trusted and wholehearted ones when he walked this earth, and he purchased the authority over demons and the power to heal every disease on behalf of those he knows as intimately as he knew his chosen twelve. Every son and daughter who has died to themselves in order that he would live his life and his kingdom commission in and through us carries his faith on behalf of those he sends us to in this hour in his story. It's all because of the cross and his resurrection. Luke chapter 9 verses 10 and 11. Months later, the apostles returned from their ministry tour and told Jesus all the wonders and miracles they had witnessed. Jesus, wanting to be alone with the twelve, quietly slipped away with them toward Bethsaida. When they caught up with Jesus, he graciously welcomed them all, taught them more about God's kingdom, and healed all who were sick. 
These verses contain testimony of the power of Christ in them, in their obedience to his commission, and more demonstration of the power of his kingdom within. All wonders and miracles are always a testimony to the glory of Jesus. We should live daily in immeasurable gratitude and thankfulness to have been chosen to receive such a profound life and calling. Luke chapter 9, verses 15 and 16. Jesus took the five loaves and two fish, and gazing into the heavenly realm, he gave thanks for the food. Then, in the presence of his disciples, he broke off pieces of bread and fish and kept giving more to each disciple to give to the crowd. It was multiplying before their very eyes. A thankful heart unto our Heavenly Father, Lord, and King is always key to multiplication. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, it says, And in the midst of everything, be always giving thanks, for this is God's perfect plan for you in Christ Jesus. Luke chapter 9, verses 18 and 20. One time Jesus was praying in a quiet place with his disciples nearby. Jesus asked them, But who do you believe that I am? Peter said, You are the Anointed One, God's Messiah. Scripture repeatedly addresses Jesus praying in a secluded place. It's where and when he received his daily directives for walking out his Heavenly Father's heart and will on behalf of all he was sent to. It is only by Holy Spirit revelation that we can truly see and know Jesus as Lord and Savior, know Jehovah God as our Heavenly Father. It's in His presence alone where we will receive all that we need to do all that He has called us to do. Luke chapter 9, verses 23 through 26. Jesus said to all of His followers, If you truly desire to be my disciple, you must disown your life completely. Embrace my cross as your own, and surrender to my ways. For if you choose self-sacrifice, giving up your lives for my glory, you will discover true life. But if you choose to keep your lives for yourselves, you will lose what you try to keep. Even if you gained all the wealth and power of this world and all the things it could offer you, yet lost your soul in the process, what good is that? So why then are you ashamed of being my disciple? Are you ashamed of the revelation truth I give to you? All in, 24-7, a lifestyle, a wholehearted lens, never taking our eyes, ears, or hearts off Jesus or his kingdom, his righteousness, his peace, his joy in living out this life. Luke chapter 9, verses 28 and 29. Eight days later, Jesus took Peter, Jacob, and John and climbed a high mountain to pray. As he prayed, his face began to glow until a blinding glory streamed from him. A radiant glory illuminated his entire body. His brightness became so intense that it made his clothing blinding white as multiple flashes of lightning. Again, prayer in a secluded place. Spending time in his presence changes us from the inside out. Anyone who chooses to spend intimate time with Holy Spirit will most definitely shine with his brightness and his radiant glory. It's impossible to be in his presence, truly be in his presence, and not be transformed. Luke chapter 9, verse 34. While Peter was still speaking, 
a radiant cloud of glory formed above them and overshadowed them. As the glory cloud enveloped them, they were struck with fear. Then the voice of God thundered from within the cloud, This is my son, my beloved one. Listen carefully to all he has to say. Jesus is the beloved one. If Jesus sits on the throne of our hearts, truly rules and reigns in our lives, then we too are his beloved ones. We too are to listen carefully to all he has to say. It is only when he speaks and lives through us do we have the power and authority to impact others for his glory. Luke chapter 9, verse 41, Jesus responded, You are an unbelieving people with no faith. You twist your lives with lies that have turned you away from doing right things. How much longer should I remain here offering you hope? I will address some of this verse toward the end of today's podcast. For now, faith is central to kingdom, not our faith, but the faith of Christ in us. His faith in us will accomplish everything our Heavenly Father planned and purposed for our lives. Jesus is hope. How incredibly much does the world need hope in this hour? Jesus in us is the hope we carry to a desperately seeking world. Luke chapter 9, verses 43 and 44a. Everyone was awestruck and stunned to see such power and the majesty of God flow through Jesus. Everyone marveled, trying to process what they had just witnessed. Everything within me longs to see the Jesus I intimately know manifest himself through me, in me, over me, and for me on behalf of those who need to see his power and his majesty flow on earth as it is in heaven. I yearn to see Jesus high and lifted up, people desperate to know the Jesus I know, because he has revealed himself to them in amazing power, simply because I chose to follow his lead. Luke 9, verses 45 and 46. But the disciples could not grasp the meaning of what he was saying for it was a veiled mystery to them, and they were too embarrassed to ask him to explain it. The disciples began to argue and became preoccupied over who would be the greatest one among them. Fully aware of their innermost thoughts, Jesus called a little child to his side and said to them, If you tenderly care for this little child on my behalf, you are tenderly caring for me. And if you care for me, you are honoring my Father who sent me. The one who is least important in your eyes is actually the most important one of all. These verses contain powerful truths that need no unpacking from me in order to accomplish what he spoke them to do. I also address these verses extensively in episode number 7. Luke chapter 9 verse 50, Jesus responded, You shouldn't have hindered him, for anyone who is not against you is your friend. Jesus has one unanswered prayer recorded in John chapter 17, verse 21. I pray for them all to be joined together as one, even as you and I, Father, are joined together as one. I pray for them to become one with us so that the world would recognize that you sent me. Jesus prayed for unity, for us to work together in his kingdom purposes. The kingdom of darkness knows that if he can keep people pitted against one another, this significant kingdom prayer continues to go unanswered. 
Cultural, political, and religious differences have always existed. However, over the past few years, we have experienced a scheme of the kingdom of darkness orchestrating massive division and polarity on unprecedented levels, including and especially among Christians and family members. Mark chapter 3, verses 24 and 25, states that no kingdom can endure if it is divided against itself, and a fragmented household will not be able to stand, for it is divided. We are majorly in need of restoration, healing, and reparations of the breaches within the borders of our nation, our culture, within the body of believers in Christ Jesus, and within our own families. We need to hear a word from the repairer of the breaches, which comes from Isaiah 58, 12, in the power of Holy Spirit, to learn how to be for one another instead of against. At the same time, Jesus was clear in Matthew chapter 10, verses 34 through 39, when he said, Perhaps you think I've come to spread peace and calm over the earth, but my coming will bring conflict and division, not peace. Because of me, a son will turn against his father, a daughter her mother, and against her mother-in-law. Within your own families, you will find enemies. Whoever loves father and mother or son or daughter more than me is not fit to be my disciple. And whoever comes to me must follow in my steps and be willing to share my cross and experience it as his own, or he is not worthy of me. Those who cling to their lives will give up true life, but those who let go of their lives for my sake and surrender it all to me will discover true life. In reality, a plumb line has been drawn, and we all get to choose what and who we really believe in, what and who we really want to live for, and only Holy Spirit can convict, convince, and draw in the loving kindness of our Heavenly Father those He is calling to Himself in this hour. Therefore, we need to revisit, you shouldn't have hindered Him, for anyone who is not against you is your friend. Luke chapter 9, verse 51. Jesus let nothing distract him from departing for Jerusalem, because the time for him to be lifted up drew near, and he was full of passion to complete his mission there. We are living at a critical juncture in his story, where we cannot let the deep darkness covering the earth distract us from rising up in the splendor and radiance of his light and glory streaming through us to be about our Father's business, to be about his commission of wherever you go, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to faithfully follow all that I have commanded you. And never forget that I am with you every day, even to the completion of this age, Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20. In Luke chapter 9, verse 55, the Son of Man did not come to destroy life, but to bring life to the earth. His story has proven the destructive power of religion over and over again. The kingdom of heaven is not a religion. It is a lifestyle, a supernatural lifestyle. Christ living his kingdom life in us, through us, on us, and for us here on earth. Everything he demonstrated when he walked this earth 
through his sons and daughters on behalf of all those he came to save. He came to bring abundant life to all those who would call on his name. Anything or anyone that portrays him and his kingdom differently does not really know him. Luke chapter 9, verse 62, Jesus responded, Why do you keep looking back to your past and have second thoughts about following me? If you turn back, you are not fit for God's kingdom. We are in a season of letting go, of letting the healer of our hearts do what he does best. Heal all, all that's been broken or lost, all that's been frustrating, disappointing, or hope deferred, all that's been traumatic, offensive, abusive, or rejection, etc. We cannot carry all of that baggage with us on the path ahead. If our hands are filled with baggage of all that's happened or not happened to us, then they are not empty to receive the luggage that we need to unpack. All of the good plans, all of the good purposes our Heavenly Father has dreamt for our lives. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. In Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1, it says there is a season, a time appointed for everything, and a time for every delight and event or purpose under heaven. We have now entered into a Song of Songs, chapter 2, verses 11 through 13 season. The season has changed. The bondage of your barren winter has ended, and the season of hiding is over and gone. The rains have soaked the earth and left it bright with blossoming flowers. The season for singing and pruning the vines has arrived. I hear the cooing of doves in our land, filling the air with songs to awaken you and guide you forth. Can you not discern this new day of destiny breaking forth all around you? The early signs of my purposes and plans are bursting forth. The budding vines of new life are now blooming everywhere. The fragrance of their flowers whispers, there is change in the air. Arise, my love, my beautiful companions, and run with me to the higher place. For now is the time to arise and come away with me. Be blessed.
Thank you.